ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Tim and I had a couple of weeks off. We've been busy with all sorts of crap. But anyways, we're back in Adam. We've got some things to talk about. Baby Bob is like starting to clean the floors without crawling yeah. with his head. Clean the floors with his face. <laughs> That's why he has a whole head of hair just to mop the floors. That's right. He's gonna he's gonna have like a weird bald patch though from like just, just all the friction on the floor. Yeah, right. We'll make sure he switches sides. Yeah, just even enough. he's gonna have like the yeah. fryer tuck. Yeah, exactly. Just nothing just a, better. The reverse fryer tuck, just a little bare spot in the middle. Shaved reverse, on the sides. Reverse fryer tuck all day, every day, no problem. I like it. <laughs> so let's we need to do some recaps real quick here because a, a lot of things going on now. NHL playoffs going on. Basketball, NBA playoffs are on. We've got the USFL had a great first week. Second week ratings were not so hot. With the Wells Fargo this weekend. John Rahm tried to blow it last weekend. Mexico, yeah. but he didn't somehow. Losing to someone I or almost lost to somebody I've never even heard of. So then there's that. But anyways. Yeah, what was that guy's name? I can't I don't even remember. Like the Bo Boo something? Not Boo Weekly. That's the only Boo I No, 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 no. Not Boo. What the hell was his name? He's old. Yeah, it's not Boo. It's if he lost to Boo Weekly, though, that would be amazing. That would be hilarious, right? Set like 64-year-old Boo Weekly. Brandon Wu. Genre. There it is. Brandon Wu. Brandon Wu. Okay. Brandon Wu. I was uh, I, I was close. I said I Boo like Wu. I feel like I've heard that name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, I digress. So, first things first. Celtics, big recovery last night against the Bucks. Lost game one, really ugly. They looked slow. Mm-hmm. Very happy with overall performance last night against stupid Bucks. They don't have Chris Bucks. Middleton. There's no reason to lose. They should just be yeah. gone. I know they came out in game one and it was kind of like, oh, this is not the Nets. Like this team is much different than the Nets because the Nets kind of just folded and flopped when they got down and the Bucks right. don't do that. They, they're a well-built team. Well, and we had Marcus Smart game one. He was out yeah, last night yeah. and balled yeah. out, balled out, played great. Yeah. It was amazing. Played great. Um, or see, they played great without him. Without um, him, yeah. And it, they made shots. So you, gotta, you can't count on making shots every single night. But uh, down the stretch, Tatum took the ball to the hole pretty well. So he balls out. I mean, he's Jalen Brown, I think, was the story last night. He was just, he just crossing ankles, just breaking Grayson Allen because Grayson Allen's a little. As much as he was doing that, too, I hate when he dribbles the ball. I cannot watch it. It's like, just (laughs) like my heart is in my throat the whole time because it's just like, I just feel like he's bouncing the ball fucking everywhere. I, I, I agree. Like he, he does break the ball into the floor. Yeah. Uh, which, which is, it, it stresses you out. There's no, there's no doubt, but nonetheless, they adjusted big win. They've got two days and then they'll be in Milwaukee for game three. I think they'll be all right. Now who's not going to be all right, or they better be all right. Is the damn Bruins. Hurricanes beat the brakes off of them. They did, but at the same time, like they got a lot of shots on net. That's great. That's yeah, great. I know they got to go. They have to go in the net. I know that. It's, it's phenomenal. That's great. You know, I've hit the rim a thousand times. <laughs> right. Like, 
doesn't count because it didn't go in the hole. Like, yeah, they put pressure on them, but I think they got bullied. Be honest. Like the Hurricanes defensively, like they had what four power plays? Zero goals on four power plays. The last power play, the puck, I don't think they had a possession inside the blue line. This is a new thing with the Bruins, too, the last couple of years. Like last year, they were against the Islanders. They were miserable on the penalty. It was just like, how, how are you worse with a man up? It's like they can't enter. Like on yeah. that last power play, they get to the sideline, and I thought Marshane was just going to start throwing hands with everybody. <laughs> he was just like, they're MFing each other. I'm just like, what the hell? Like, I just need to see them play better. I actually had, I thought Olmark played great in goal. He had one yeah, goal I mean, that was that tough one... at the end of the game that was over yeah. his shoulder. I was like, yeah. okay, the guy hit it off your head. Like, yeah. yeah. But like the other one, he was screened. You know, like they were good. They were great shots that he just didn't get to. Like, I'm not blaming him. I actually don't know if he's starting tonight. Uh, I don't either. I, even the even the shot off the head, he tried to like do a Dominic Hasek. Like he kind of knew the puck was going behind yeah. him. He he looked like he threw yeah. his head back a little bit, trying to knock it knock it over the net or somewhere else. He's trying to do something with it. Yeah. So but that's just bad. Just, I mean, that's just a bad break. Was, but happens. he didn't play poorly. But again, to your point, he just didn't score any goals. Yeah. Like they just yeah. and the Hurricanes defense is is filthy. They are good. They are they are very good. But I just like to see them just play a little bit better. They play tonight. There's nobody that recovers better than the Bruins do. But they they really can't can't be trying to go down 0-2 right now. Heading back to Boston, win one right now. Go back to Boston where you're home because their crowd is raucous and yeah, Raleigh. no the yeah the Boston Garden is awesome. There's no better place. But the Hurricanes, like, was loud, dude. Like, that place was jumping during that game. Yeah. Like, they had those two goal, the two goals scored within, like, two minutes. That place was, like, shaking. Yeah. No, they they packed the house. And a lot of places are doing that now. Like, Vegas, they packed the house. All these places. You, you wouldn't expect, like, in North Carolina, Raleigh, you know, Raleigh, North Carolina, they're packing the house for a hockey game. But Christy went to her last year of vet school down there. She said Raleigh's awesome. Yeah, it's a cool city for sure. So, you know, it's it is it is what it is. I do speaking of this being a golf podcast, I would like an event that was like that in golf. Hmm. Where there's cheering. Yeah. All the time. and not heckling per se. But noise, crowd noise. Bit, but like there's crowd noise. And I would I just want to see how people played. It's not a part I, of the game. I get yeah. it. I get it, but I think that's, I think the tough thing is that's like, you're going to have people that are going to time it up in people's backswings and that sucks because you could like provide an advantage to, I mean, people, people time it up in. Yeah. In basketball basketball shots. You're right. People are like, you know, dead silent. We did that when I was in high school. When I was in high school, we used to have newspapers. The kids would like (laughs) read while somebody was at the free. So the place was like super loud. Dead yeah, yeah. silent. Dead silent. And there'd be. Did one you hear last night? Like, Did you what? hear last night? They were counting down. Gian, uh, Giannis. Giannis. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Right. You're telling me that doesn't affect somebody. That's yeah, my yeah. point. Is that you've got to be able to. And to be totally fair, you and I have played golf when people are screaming on the hole next to us. Our buddy oh, yeah. behind us is like popping a beer. There's somebody like throwing up in the woods or something. I don't know what people are doing. Like. There's yeah, always noise. 
Yeah. And you learn that skill. I, I always tell people you learn that skill playing high school sports, right? Cause like I can remember a tennis practice you're playing there and like some kid starts up his Mustang in the parking lot and like revs the engine. And you're just like, what the fuck? You're like, you're, you're about to hit the ball. It's just like, is there someone like peels out of the parking lot and you're, you're in the middle of a football practice or something, you know, and you're just like, ah, whatever. That's what's going on. All right. Let's, let's go through the top, top most annoying cars in high school that kids oh, had that were like, that were like just ridiculous things. I'm going to, I'm going to go right here. Go ahead. Early '90s Honda Accords, hell yeah! Giant mufflers. Got yeah, oh, we're talking like twelve inches around, big, big boy, big hoss, huge, huge, huge. Yeah. Dude, there was this kid in high school who had a four door, four door Honda Accord. Played football with us, and he was a monster. He was like three sixty, big dude. Right, not a good football player. Nice guy. Yeah. Big, Dude, big guy. He had these like 20 inch subs, whatever they oh, were geez. in the, his trunk of his car. And they were so heavy and he was heavy enough that his car looked like sideways. Yeah. Yeah. When he He's riding low. And that thing would bounce like, <laughs> <laughs> like the sounds it made were just fantastic. It was the, uh. the funniest thing ever. But I always remembered those like old, it was like Tokyo Drift before Tokyo Drift was a thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We had a couple of kids with like souped up trucks that were like that, like oh, a yeah. Chevy SS, like yeah, candy yeah. blue paint. I remember one kid, he had that and he would like if it snowed, he'd be doing donuts in the morning when you go, you're pulling into park. It's like, all right. Yeah. And he had a loud ass muffler because it was all custom exhaust and all sorts of crazy bullshit. We used to have people that would cut them. Yeah, sure, sure. Cut it, just cut them just so they were like, <laughs> like it was just. Yeah. It was, fan- it was fantastic. Stupid things you do. Stupid things you do. Well, it was, it was no different. Than, it's like the same thing now when people like drive through parking lots or like down here. So where I am, like you'll go to the beach and there's like the road that you can ride. That's like right by all the bars and stuff. And mm-hmm. people will ride through there, all their windows down. And they're oh, just blaring, yeah. blaring oh, music. Like it's yeah, just like Jeep, Jeep with no, no doors or Bronco with no doors. And they're just blaring it. Yeah, blowing music. Like, dude, you're driving through an area with like kids and people. Like, how yeah, much attention? My grandmother. Do you, how much attention do you right. really need? Right. My grandmother's trying to eat lunch here, and she's not. She's gonna have a heart attack. Yeah, like she, she, she doesn't know who like Kid Cudi is. Like, just, let's just like if you were running through here with like Sinatra blaring, like she might get up and she you might know. start dancing. It's like a remix to Fly Me to the Mooners. <laughs> uh, it's like the, let's do the hip hop edition of Fly Me to the Moon. Fly Me to the Moon, right? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah it, Diplo. I, Diplo remix. <laughs> Diplo remix. <laughs> Fly Me to the Moon. <laughs> I might have to, I'll reach out to Diplo right now. I'll get him. Yeah, drop drop the drop the request. Drop the request and see see what he thinks. But I don't I don't think that's gonna happen. But anyways, I I dig I digress from that. I, last time I watched high school sports, I got upset. So I I can't. They were yeah, catching up on a on a local team recently, and I was just like, this isn't even fun to watch. Like, there's no competition. No one's fighting. Like, I hate this. I hate this. Like, everybody's like all buddy buddy. It was I hate that like we can be buddies after the game yeah during the game no way yeah i agree i don't need to like you 
like it doesn't like sure like i'll help you up if like something happened maybe maybe but that's it yeah like i'm not i'm not gonna be like shooting the breeze with you like hey man you want to get some pizza later no no i don't want to get pizza later i want to beat you by 30 and then i'll get pizza later and you're gonna (laughs) buy it because i beat crap at you there you go mentality change in and of itself and that's that's the golf mentality so hey that's what that's where we live that's what i want more of in golf mamba mentality dude i could watch kobe bryant motivational videos all day long just of him talking like talking about like how he used to outwork people and people talking about like what he would do do you ever hear about his kill list you hear about that no no he was in high school he was ranked like 60th or 58th or something of like the top players and he made this list of every kid in front of him so like during like aau when they would travel he'd pick them off his list as he would go and dominate them that's fantastic he would just crush their souls just crush their souls like that's the coolest thing ever like i've never heard of a golfer doing that no they should though that's that'd be fantastic it'd be amazing because it's it would be it would be looked at as so like Daly might be the only guy that I could see that maybe being something he would say. Yeah, like maybe Rom. Of like, I could see maybe Rom doing it. Maybe Rom. Yeah, but nobody like it's such a. I, I think people confuse like gentleman sport or like class or etiquette with lack of drive or lack of competitiveness. Almost like competitiveness and that are almost at odds. Sure. Sometimes, which I I don't like at all. Like I think it's I think it's okay for guys to be like, no, I want to beat the crap out of that guy, because it's an individual sport that makes it hard. But it does, you know, because because it's not it's not in a team setting, so to speak. Um, but you are. That's why I actually like match play events. Yeah, I do too. I wouldn't like it's, it every weekend, but I do like it. It is refreshing. I I, I wish there was a little bit more because they really only have yeah. what two. Yeah. Really. Zurich and um, well, they just Dell match play. Yeah. So, uh, well, and obviously when they do um, the Ryder Cup. Yeah, President's Cup, Ryder Cup. President's Cup, Ryder Cup. So, but I would like if there was like, because there's a lot of events across the year. Why not make five of them match play events? They're more fun to watch yeah. in my mind. I like watching match play events. Just because okay, I but... like that there's there's gamesmanship involved. Like, oh man, I've like... I really got to play. And certain guys step up. Like you'll see, um, you know, depending on the course too, but like Kisner really steps up. Horschel always steps up yeah. in the match play events. Like certain guys just do really well match play. Certain guys do really poorly in match play. So it's like you see a different mix of guys doing well. Yeah. It's similar to like basketball when they were in the bubble. They had uh, a lot of guys yeah, like, true. that stepped up that weren't weren't doing it in front of crowds and stuff like that. So sometimes yeah, you get it just a different format, different atmosphere. I agree. Yeah. I think that that's, I think that's definitely the truth. I, um, I think that's good for the game of golf though. Cause that's yeah. as, as someone who was exterior to it for so long, it attracts me that there's that competitiveness. Like, cause yeah. you want to see head to head battles. Like you want to see people have to go back and forth. Like, um, well, you've you've read about the match, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So that book is fun to read for people that love sports because it's literally all about really good athletes playing against one another. Yeah. Like it's it's mano imano, or in that case, like two mano imano. 
right? It's it's a pair versus a pair and who's going to win, right? And you're having to make a good shot after someone made a good shot, right? It just adds a little bit better, a little more of a competitive layer for me. Yeah, no, it is nice. I mean, that's all the great kind of it's like the couple eras you think about in golf is all, it, there's always something like that, like Jack and uh, Arnie, you know, any of those, any of those pairings, Tiger and Phil, like you always have yeah. people that you're like, you're looking at. And it might, I mean, it's tough. Cause I, I find myself on Sunday watching and being like, well, I'd like like Scheffler to win, but I wouldn't mind if this guy won. And I wouldn't mind if that guy won. I feel like it'd give you more of a substantial, like if you knew, okay, this three guy, three person team, you know, JT, Jordan yeah. Spieth and uh, Xander are in the, are playing against like, I don't know. Horschel Poulter and uh and uh Patrick Wrong. Reed. It's like, all right, yeah. I'm going, I'm I'm on this team, that team, yeah. you know. I'm I'm cheering. Actually, I think Liv was trying to create some of that too. I don't know if they will mm-hmm. or not, but um, you know, that could that could in theory be the case, but it, it would be more enjoyable in my mind. I had a lady give me a hot take yesterday. This was all right, this let's hear it. This was a bold, bold take. She said if Tiger Woods played today, he would have half the majors he had. Hmm. What was her, her thought reasoning? being is that the, the competition today is simply better than it was during his heyday. I agree. Well, the competition is better. The problem, uh, the problem is because, uh, how much of a role does he play in the competition being better, right? In growing well, and, the game that, and, and I told that. her that I was like, one of the reasons that the competition's better is because of him. And she said, she didn't disagree with that. She just said, yeah, just at, in. His, at his best, I don't think he would win as much in today's PGA. She said he would win half as many majors as he would have won. Hmm. Right. Cause, and I guess if, you could say the same thing like would Ben Hogan have won as much today as then? And di- obviously you're talking difference in clubs, difference in this, but those guys were still hitting the ball 300 yards. Yeah. Well, the thing is with those balls, like they're not spinning as much. So you're throwing, you're just throwing these rocks out there with persimmon woods. It's like those things could fly. Right. Right. But yeah. you know, cause it's so hard to do that. It's the same thing as like, it who's is the greatest wide receiver of all time. Who's the greatest quarterback of all time. Like, eras do make a difference i those arguments are tough like who's better right. lebron or mj it's mj end of story but i can see where people make yeah some of those arguments i do LeBron too I, it's so here. it's so hard to do because a like your most recent thoughts of tiger playing golf is like he's good at golf but he has all these back like the, all the back stuff he's got all the the broken leg stuff so right. it's hard to like you're t- i feel like you're tainted by well, in the off-the-course off stuff, I think, probably doesn't yeah. help either. You know, like, he's had a couple skeletons come out of the closet that affect, I think, how people view him in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, so if you, I, look, if you look at some of those rounds, like, he won the U.S. Open by, like, nine strokes. Well, his, his made-the-cut record is yeah. It's untouchable. The next closest person, I think, has 30% of the cuts made that he does in yeah. a row. It's crazy. It's outrageous. Like his his cuts made, I'd have to look up the number. It's dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Yeah. But, you know, I think what her point was basically is that congratulations on making all of those cuts. Whoop-de-doo. Yeah. Maybe if you played better competition, that would have been 
a different story. I can see it. I don't know if it would change because I think Tiger's got kind of that Mamba mentality where he's just a killer. Yeah. Like he's yeah, just going I, out there like, I will win. Like right. it's just like he's had tournaments where he's up by whatever and he's still birdie, 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 birdie. Like he's just. Right. I, yeah, I think she has a point that she could make, but I, I'm not buying it because it's like if you put Michael Jordan in any era, he he wants to beat his own mother at cards. Like that, it's he's just gonna compete and try to be the best. Like I think the same with Tiger. Like he's gonna just, no matter who the competition is, he'll elevate. He'll do more. He'll do different training. He'll do more training. He'll study more. Yeah, I actually don't know who in golf today has that level. Of. Yeah, I mean, he had twenty four. He had a twenty four seven access to the uh, Stanford facilities, and they they're like yeah. in his book. They talk about how four a.m. on a Friday, four a.m. on a Saturday, he was in the. He would be all night in the in the yeah, uh, facility, yeah. not not at parties and stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't know a lot of people that do that. No, currently in the game of golf, and I. I, I don't know the intimate lives of all these people, but I just don't know if I can, if I see that. I know BJ Singh is there. Like he does that. He he's reported yeah. like there are reports. He just like hits balls until his hands bleed every single day. So he's one of those, yeah. but he's in the older generation. That's true. I mean, like look at what Hogan used to do. I mean, just yeah. I'm reading through the greatest game ever played right now. The book, not the movie. Like what, Francis Wimet used to do like, yeah. like poor and they would just go out and like, they made their own three hole course with the crap that they like. It just amazing to see the kind of work ethic that these people had. Yeah. Um, I just don't know. It's almost like the more access we have to all this equipment and all this stuff, the less competitive in some ways we've become, although you've made a lot of people really good. I just don't yeah. see a lot of Kobe Bryant mentalities in the game of golf in other sports yeah. i i think that you still see you've still got some of those people that are just savages but in golf specifically and maybe i'm fully wrong it's like i know john rom spends a ton of time with his trainers and a ton of times with with all of this stuff like they're obviously spending time on their craft but i don't necessarily mean that like time on their craft as much as their mentality as a what they do when they get on a golf course like I'm going to, I'm going to murder everyone today on this course. Right. And maybe that's because mine, that maybe I know uh, mindset's a thing, but it's, I think it's more a process on their process of it, executing every shot than it is on a, yeah. I'm going to kill my component, uh, kill my opponent. And it's, and it's not a match play sport. Yeah. Except for yeah, those couple right. of events. So, you know, it is an individual, like I have to focus on myself, which I, I get that. So maybe that's one of the reasons why it doesn't come about in the game of golf a little more is because it's, you have to kind of worry about yourself because I can't worry about what this guy's doing. Match play, I do have to worry about that guy's doing. Uh -huh. At least in some facet or another. Like, I've got to know, you know, hey, I've played my game, but he's up three strokes on me right now, and I've got four holes to play. Right. I might not usually go for the green here, but I kind of have to. Right. right there, yeah. I, you you kind of see that on, like, final rounds uh, in stroke yeah. play. But yeah. that's really the only time that that because if it's close, not, if it's close, right? That's that's yeah. when it gets closer to match play. But right. still, yeah, I I still don't think most guys like some guys don't even watch the scoreboard. I know a lot of them do, but 
Some guys don't even watch the scoreboard. They're just like, I'm going to post my score and see what happens at the end. Yeah, which I get. And it, you also have to handle personalities. Everybody's got a little different flavor that they like. And of course, just like any of the people that we train, like I can't train the same person or different people the same way just because they're different people. Some people thrive on being told, hey, what the hell are you doing? Where are your workouts? Right. And other people, you can say that to and they're like, they just fall apart. Yeah, they crawl right, into a right. corner. You have to be more encouraging to them than anything else. So, you know, I, I get that. Definitely. Anything else to cover in the world of sports right now? Um, what else? NFL draft, uh, nothing, nothing crazy. I don't really watch any of it. Do you watch any of it or do you get involved or? Uh, I watched the Patriots. I watched the first round specifically yep. just to see who the Patriots picked, which yep. with the 29th pick in the NFL draft, the Patriots select Cole Strange. Guard, UT Chattanooga. Popular pick from in, in Patriots Nation. With very heavy, popular heavy, pick. In, very popular start, pick. Yes. In <laughs> very popular pick. I'm pretty sure most people felt. First of all, they had to Google who the guy was. Yep. Chattanooga? Right. Is that where we went? Tennessee UT, Chattanooga? UT, UT Chattanooga. Nice. Something I, heard wrong. I heard that's a lovely town. Nothing wrong with going to the nuke. All right? No. Nothing wrong with going to the nuke. But so most people are like, what the hell is happening? Like we just got rid of Shaq Mason. I get that. We're trying to fill an offensive lineman. We need receivers. We need linebackers. We need cornerbacks. Like we need lots of things. And Bill Belichick in his stoic way picks some rando from UT Chattanooga and everyone's laughing at him. But Several people, I can't remember who wrote it. They said if the kid had played at Alabama, he would have been a top 10 pick. Hmm. Interesting. They said, but because he didn't play in a big school, he wasn't a top 10 pick. Interesting. Um, the rest of their draft was kind of weird. Like they traded back and then got Cole Strange. Then they traded up and got Tyquan Thornton, the receiver from Baylor. Right. Who, according to Mel Kuyper, was like, Way I don't down. know if he was in his top 10 receivers. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, there was like two others still on the board that they didn't take, but he ran the fastest or the fourth fastest mm-hmm. 40 ever in combine history. They yeah. got a corner from Houston. They got a, another running back who, again, ran like a 4-3-4. It was the fastest in the draft. Um, so they definitely got some speed. They got a quarterback from Western Michigan. I know. That was a weird pick, I thought. I know they have Boyer, so they kind of need a young option, too, on the backup end. But. Well, and they had Stidham, but I think after the injuries, that's the end of that. Yeah, so yeah. My, my presumption is, is that this guy is going to take – and that's what the personnel manager had said, Grow, was yeah. like, you can always have a quarterback. I don't love yeah. it, but it is what it is. And they got two more, two more offensive line, but they spent a ton on offense in this draft. I don't I mean, know. The we'll see what look- happens. Defense looked good last year. The secondary needed a little work, but really the front four and, and the linebackers were solid yeah, last year. So they're gonna need they're gonna need some help at corner, I think. Yeah. Um, which there's still there's opportunity for trades exist. From a receiver perspective, I like Devontae Parker. I think that was a good pickup. I don't really know what Same. else is gonna come from that. Um, everybody keeps just kissing all over the Jets and Dolphins and I just I know, man. I'm so, I know. I'm so I, over it. It's crazy watch looking at the ratings and it's like everyone ranked the Patriots F and there are only, I think, two or three Fs and one of them was the Patriots. And then all the A pluses are like Jets, you know, all these just shitty franchises. The Bears, I think, got an A plus. Browns, like, Bears, like you guys had a like, great draft. But that's the thing. Historically, great drafts are kind of hard to determine. 
Like Belichick has hit yeah. on some studs yeah. in the third and fourth round of drafts. That just he nobody has. was nobody cared about, nobody picked. And I think that's you and I talked about this off air was, you know, you it's not like Belichick's drafting people that will suck. Like you're taking a yeah. chance. Like yeah. in his mind, I almost wonder if he likes picking people that were unexpected because they tend to have a chip on their shoulder, maybe. I don't know. I think he's looking for someone who's going to be coachable too. Like he, you know, as you were just talking about coaching style and stuff, I think he knows like, all right, this is how I coach. I need someone that's going to fit, fit this style because this is what wins Super Bowls. I agree. I think that's, I think, you know, more so he's looking for people that have the physical qualities, but then who can fit into the system and the system is King. Yeah. Yeah. And it's people want him to fail so badly. Yeah. They do because they want badly. they want to hang on the Tom Brady was the reason you were there train. Like yep. they they just want to they want to hang on that. So two years removed from Brady leaving, they went to the playoffs with a team that was dismantled. Yeah, literally with a rookie quarterback. With a rookie, exactly. Who had exactly. numbers that made Josh Allen's look stupid. I know he he was Mac was great. Mac balled out last year with no James White. With an offensive line that was tore up for, with no receiving threats, two no great receivers. tight ends, but uh, you know, nothing on the receiver end. Nikhil Harry's about to be gone. Yep. No, they yeah you they know. exercised their uh, or they they chose he's, not to exercise. The they option. chose not to exercise the option, so he's gone. Um, but I I don't know. I I just I want them to prove everybody wrong because I think Bill Belichick is a genius. I mean, I don't. Definitely. I just don't. People just hate that so much. Like they hate him because. I mean, they, they hate us because they ain't us. Right. I, part of me wonders, too, if he Boston had fans. if he had done that with the Ravens or the Browns, like where would, would there still be the same amount of hate? But because uh, it's like the Patriots and Kraft and like this. I, you know, it's it's hard to know. Like, I don't. Yeah. The old, however, I don't remember. Maybe people did back in the day, but did people hate those 49er teams? Did people hate those Steeler teams that were like, like mega successful? Because maybe they did. But I mean, I was a I Steve Young fan when I was a kid. I had a Steve Young jersey just because it like he was a lefty thrower and it looked cool. He like was, I was like, oh, was that's awesome. cool. He's yeah, he's throwing a Jerry Rice. Like Jerry Rice and yeah. Steve Young are pretty cool. I still like the Patriots. I didn't really like the 49ers, but I like Steve Young. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of animosity as a general statement towards yeah. towards Boston. And I don't know if I I don't know. I mean, I almost like it because it's just. Yeah, man. Hey, we fuel, we, we fuel, it fuels us. New England versus everyone, baby. New England versus That's everyone. Right. Go Pats 2022. With that, we're going to take a little break. That's time to transition to some fun golf stuff. Talking about the core today. So core. give us a second. We'll be right back. All right. So let's get into one of the most heated conversations, I guess I'll argue in all of sports and fitness and specifically golf, which is core exercises. So as I guess we could semi talk about the debate of, you know, core exercises, are they necessary, blah, 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 which I guess we'll kind of touch on here, but I want to talk about my top few and our top few golf strong core recommendations, like what exercises we like, why we like to use them and, and kind of go from there. But, um, I guess my first thing I'm going to say is 
you do not need to spend an inordinate amount of time doing core specific exercises. First part about that is that most people think of the core as just your abs. Mm -hmm. right? So for anyone listening to this, your core is not your abs. Your core is from basically your chest down to your waist, 360 degrees around. It is the entirety of that. So it's all your deep back muscles, all your, your erector muscles that keep help you keep upright, all of your ab muscles, all of your deep ab muscles, side muscles, all of that. That's all your core, right? So you don't need to be spending 30 minutes, three days a week doing tons of core work, right? Tons of sit-ups and tons of this, tons Thanks. of that. Right? You know, they have their place. But when it comes to the game of golf, it's a rotational sport, right? You're doing a ton of rotation, specifically in one direction for the most part. Obviously, in your backswing, you're rotating the other way. But in terms of you know, creating a lot of velocity, you're doing it in, in one direction. So my general overview of core exercises for golf. Number one, for almost anybody, I'm going to start with anti-rotation movements first as a general statement. Okay, so that would, my, my big ones that I really like are anti-rotation presses or pal-off presses, especially for people that struggle with planks. If it's hard for people to do a plank, a pal-off press is a great option for people. I like planks, I like side planks, and I like any of those modified versions of that when done correctly, right? So a plank in terms of core activation you get the same core activation, so to speak, or EMG recordings from a plank as you do a six rep RM back squat, right? Because our two biggest core activate, I, I can't use the word activator. When the core is doing the most work is during deadlifts and squats hmm. are the two times we see the core doing the most work, right? So a lot of times people are like, how do I improve my core? I'm like, eh, probably help you to squat a little bit more. You know, that, that, that might be a good place to just start because it's something you can do easily. It doesn't require you laying down or getting on your back or your knees if that hurts for some people. Um, but my general statement would be I like to start with anti-rotation work, be it anti-rotation presses or pal-off presses, planks, side planks is my starting place. Is that where you start? Do you start differently? But for people that are untrained, that's exactly where I'm going. Yep, that's where I go. I mix in a little bit of like a uh bear crawl kind of position too, doing some holds in that in that position yeah, yeah. um quadruped lift yeah off. and to yeah to to clarify for people too when we're talking anti-rotation we mean some something like yeah. a band or um or the position of your hands like having only one hand on the ground or one foot on the ground something is creating force that's going to cause your body to turn and you're using your muscles to resist that correct you're staying so mostly not, static. Like your trunk is not exactly. moving. Exactly. We're staying mostly static and we're trying to build as much tension through that whole, whole uh, area that you just mentioned from, you know, your, your middle of your chest down to, you know, your waist level uh, hips and, and that sort of thing. So I think that's a great place to start, right? Because mo a lot of people want a stronger core. That's what I hear the most. You know, I want a good, strong core. My core is really weak. That's why my back hurts. Um, that's a whole rabbit hole to get into. That's a whole time. rabbit hole that we'll avoid. But your uh, the first step is just to be able to contract those muscles, feel those muscles working, and get them do doing some work. Right? Oh. If you can't feel them doing work, then how do you know that you're using them when you're doing like a med ball toss or something something further down the line? Right. 
Here's the other thing is that uh, we won't go down this hole, but back pain is not a direct result of weak core musculature. It might be a contributing factor, but I know power lifters who have mm -hmm. the strongest cores. <laughs> I'm talking people oh, yeah. that can deadlift seven, eight, 900 pounds that have back pain. So it's not always that there's a weakness component to pain. And I'm going to leave that. Um, we're going to table that conversation because that yeah, that will take us down the road we don't want to go to. But when it comes to core movements, my goal. So your core's job is to transmit force, yep. be it up to down or down to up, right? So when we're thinking about the golf swing, ground reaction force. We push into the ground. The ground pushes back. That has to come up our legs, through our core, to our arms, mm -hmm. to our hands, to the club head. The stronger I can make that transfer piece the more stable you could call it if you want. Don't love that word either. But the stronger you can make that piece, the better you can transmit force to that club head. The better you can do that, the better results you're going to get from a speed perspective and from a longevity of your body's perspective. Right? The stronger your muscles are, the more that they can hold your you know, joints a little bit better together, the stronger your tendons and ligaments are going to be. That's all important when it comes to mitigating injury. So that's why we like to start with just building that base of can your core maintain stiffness, good stiffness, good mm -hmm. muscular stiffness while your extremities are moving? Yep. Oh, that's so, key. I, from the I was just going to say something, but it totally fucking escapes my brain right now. It, it evaded. It evaded you. It went right out my right ear, I think. Mm, right out the right ear. Not the but, left. No, that's, 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 uh, fuck, what was I going to say? Ah, whatever. We'll skip it. It was when you were talking about the core transmitting force from the ground. Oh, the, I like to call it efficiency, not um. Ah, uh, what did you yes. say? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, I like to. Efficiency, efficiency is a very good word. Yeah, it's how right? efficient if you transmit force. Exactly. If your core is good and strong, and and I'm not just talking strong as far as holding holding tight and contracting really hard, making your making yourself shake because you're trying to right. flex your muscle so hard. I'm talking your legs push, let's say 200 pounds into the ground. How much of that is get transmitted to the club head after it goes through your core? Right. Right. You don't want that to be the kink in your armor. Yep. Right. Exactly. You, you want to make sure that that is still a, a strong, a strong place. Um, now, does that mean that having a really strong core is going to make you hit the ball further or better? Maybe because, the, Maybe. you know, because your mechanics and because your equipment are such important parts of the golf swing. Our job in the gym is to make sure that your body can physically handle and perform on the golf course, right? Really strong people aren't necessarily good golfers, yeah. but really good golfers tend to be relatively strong people. And I say relatively strong in the sense that they can handle the golf swing effectively, right? It's that's why all these guys that are now on the tour are, like very fit and very active. Even if you look back to older golfers, like you go way back in the day, like they were all very physically fit people, right? It's not like they were a bunch of slobs. Like there no. wasn't really heavy people that played back in the day. Like they would leave their jobs. And wasn't it Byron Nelson that like had a farm? I'm pretty like sure, yeah. He had yeah. a ranch that he was like working on. Like there was some manual labor involved. So they were fit folks. So it's, it's an important thing to consider that just because we improve your core strength doesn't mean we're going to improve your performance, but it sure does help. Definitely.
Definitely. All right. So where do you go from that point? So we've gotten, again, we'll start with our top couple, Paloff presses, planks, side planks. We'll start with just yep. those three, right? Love yep. those first three as like starting points. Then what do you like to go to? So then I'll either, so I'll either keep the payoff press and change up our foot position, right? So we'll go from yeah. like kneeling on one knee to kneeling on both knees or standing in a, in, a, in a split squat or standing feet, you know, feet uh, forward. We'll just change up that position um, and we'll add movement. So we'll add either, you know, you're doing that normal payoff pressing kind of anti-rotation where now we're moving our hands up and down or moving our hands side to side a bit, still trying to keep that trunk rigid and, and strong and stable. And then same thing with the planks, start to add some maybe arm reaches, leg reaches, side plank, add some arm movements, some rotation, start to add, uh, start to add some movement to those, those foundational positions. Okay. So I agree with everything he just says that the next thing is that you just add a little bit more movement. Now, the one thing that I do that I've heard some other people kind of poo poo or what, mm. I don't know how you want to maybe poo poo is the wrong word is actually loading rotation. Yeah, sure. I don't like loaded rotation. If it looks like the golf swing, that doesn't mean I don't like loaded rotation, right? Our trunk is made to rotate. Like our joints mm -hmm. are designed to rotate. Our muscles are designed to rotate our body. So training them to me is still of good use in that regard, right? So cable chops, cable lifts, um, things of that nature. Some people can handle those right away. Some people will wait a little bit. For the most part, most people can handle cable chops, cable lifts, pal-off rotations where you're actually adding some rotation there. Uh, yep. I have no problem doing those. Um, I actually like doing some kind of side planking where you're actually reaching under and reaching up and you can even pull a band through or something. Definitely. At that point, I like doing anything where the spine has to bend or rotate a little bit and it's loaded to the point where it is, the motion is still controlled. It's not overloaded. Like I still keep those loads pretty low, but um, I still like doing a greater amount of rotation under load as long as it's not heavy, heavy load. Mm -hmm. Like I a Jefferson agree. curl. And exactly. Yeah, I'll do it with some light dumbbells or something like that, or just an empty barbell, or absolutely. And yeah. um, we've mixed in a little bit. I know Duffy mixed in a little into a couple of his programs, some like hollow body um, oh, absolutely. Uh, kind of positions and things like that. I haven't done as much of that in the past, not for any reason other than I'm just not as familiar with it. I just hadn't been been trained in it and i've been playing around with that a little bit more and i really yeah. like that that hollow body position kind of mimics impact position yeah i don't have a client who's capable who doesn't do hollow holds mm -hmm. and hollow rocks yes i'd say that'd probably be both. the next tier up right yeah from from where we that's are that's a now. harder now i've also had people do that so for instance i'll have people do that with their knees bent yeah hug, the, hug their it? knees to their chest no or Leave your so just if you're in the hollow position, bend your knees yep. so they're still hovering, but your head yep. and shoulders stay up off. And then I progress yep. Yep. that by extending the knees out. And then I progress sure. that by having them rock and yeah, maintain like that position. That. So that is what I like to progress to. Uh, I might do like a little bit of like a reverse crunch where the knees come sure. to the chest, low back bends. Um, you know, because golf is a rotational sport, I think it's important that we're still developing that rotational strength, but the stiffness component I still think is most important, yeah, especially when it I comes agree. to your low back, which doesn't rotate a lot, right? Your I low agree. back just 
it doesn't rotate. It's not designed that way. They it just gaps and compresses. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ab wheel. I like the ab wheel for people that can tolerate it. Yeah, as long as you can do it well, I'm cool with an ab wheel. Yep. You know, plank walkouts. Um, Love yep. plank walkouts where you just walk yep. your hands out far as you can, walk them back. I also like that you kill two birds with one stone with those workouts because your shoulders are involved. Yeah, shoulders, triceps, you're getting everything, everything working upper body. Um, ton of shoulder stability there. So those are all those are all good in my book. Um, yeah. And then squat deadlift. I think those those are the big ones. I think the other thing. I'll have people uh, say like when we're doing med ball tosses, especially if we're doing like a half kneeling kind of rot uh, rotational throw or something like, Oh, I feel my core a ton or like overhead med ball slams. So I maybe classify those as core, but those really we're we're not, we're not, I'm not focused on the core. I'm more focused on moving, moving Velocity. as quickly as you can. You'll feel your core working there probably, but that's more just a consequence of you moving as, as quickly as you possibly can. Yeah. The weight is so low there that it's yeah, correct. You know, it's not like just today I had one of my, one of my older clients. Um, he's doing like rotational, basically pal off rotations with the band, very light band. And he's just being violent. Only yeah. talking, he's doing three sets of five on each side, but those are like very violent. So his, although his core is working, he's specifically working on force development. Right. on rate of force right. development. Like he's trying to just move that thing as fast as he can. You know, I, I think it's important to train all spectrums. for. So when it comes to core work for the golfer, we want to work on your ability to maintain stiffness. Yeah. But maintain one. core. You know, main thing is, can you do planks effectively? Can you do a pal off press effectively? And actually show me that you can make this thing stay stiff. Now, can we add movement to your extremities, legs and arms, and you can still maintain that? Okay. Now can we rotate with control effectively? Okay, now we can actually start producing a little bit more force in that, right? Depending on the athlete. You know, I'm talking kind of a general person that comes in who's maybe trained but not well-trained. Like if I'm talking about a high school athlete, high school golfer, it's going to be different just because they might progress a little differently. But mm -hmm. I would still kind of run that gamut. Like when I'm trying to develop vertical jump, you know, I tend to kind of follow that little bit of we do some isometric work, we get to see eccentric work, we do more concentric work. You know, I, I tend to follow that like triphasic type training a little bit more. Um, and I think golf for me is a little bit similar when it comes to core work is can you isometrically hold this comfortably? OK, yeah. can you now control it effectively? OK, now we can get a little bit more. I'll use the word ballistic. Right. I think that's important with some of these exercises because they are like, who hasn't done a plank before ever in their life, right? You, you, everyone knows someone who's done, everyone in their life has probably done a plank challenge or something like that in the past. Right. right, right. So it, it, there are exercises that everyone knows. I think right. the key is where, and where we come in is making sure that you're feeling it in the right places. You're doing it with the right intent. Um, you're really building that stiffness in, in the proper way and not, just by contorting your body in weird, weird directions or, or doing, doing crazy things. And that you're not moving, like getting a super heavy band and just trying to move violently with that when right. the goal is not to do that. The goal is to just build some stiffness, move in a controlled way, yeah. an efficient and way. The, the goal of that is just to make sure that all of your musculature is strong enough to handle the force of the golf swing and yeah. the other things that your, that your body handles. One of the things, one of my big pet peeves, with, not pet peeves with people, one of the things I have to teach people, though, is how to do that. Like 90% mm -hmm. of the clients I've ever worked with don't plank well. 
they just get on their elbows and they sit there, right? Yeah. Any, any kind of core exercise you do needs to be active on your part. Right? There needs to be an active component. So like when I'm thinking about one of the cues I give people is if I was going to punch you in the stomach, what would you do? Well, I would like to tighten my stomach. Okay, hold that. Now do a pal-off press. Yep. Right. I don't need you squeezing like you're trying to push a hemorrhoid out of your butt. <laughs> but I need you considering what it's like. So like during a plank, one of my biggest cues during a plank is I want you thinking that your elbows are actually trying to pull towards your hips. Like you're trying to drag your elbows on the ground. They're not moving, but you're thinking I'm almost trying to do a crunch, like a weighted crunch just oh. facing the ground where I'm pulling my elbows towards my waist. My stomach is contracting. One of my cues I'll say is try to make a grape pop between your butt cheeks. Like squeeze your butt so hard that a grape pops between your butt cheeks. Right? It's provocative. Provocative. People don't forget <laughs> it though. No, you don't. Right? It's, but it's true. People, like I'll ask people like, hey, what are you doing? Like, oh, I'm trying to pop the grape. I'm like, hey, there you go. You're welcome. Right? You so it's, it's one of those things, whatever people help learn it, but it should be an active process. So when you guys are doing core work, make it active. You should be actively participating in certain things like, like even back squats. Like if you're, if you were to do a heavy back squat or a heavy deadlift, like there are some breathing things that we think about. There are some mm -hmm. bracing things. So that we think about, like we think about creating stiffness and then moving through it. Like when I back squat, I'm trying to get stiff before I get that bar off. You know, then I get it off. I'm controlling it. I'm sitting and standing. Cause if my trunk is moving all over the place, it's not really going to be a great deadlift or a great squat. I'm trying to maintain rigidity there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The other thing I like to do is try to knock people over. So if I have them down on one knee yeah. and they look like they're just kind of hanging out there, you know, relaxing, just, uh, you know, don't let me push you over quick. Try to knock real them tight. over. Usually people get real, real tight. Right. Little perturbations I've, I find to be helpful for people. If you have somebody around that can, that can do that for you. Um, yeah. You know, it's, any of those things are challenging. However, all the things we just talked about should take five minutes of your workout. Yeah, I'd say no more than 10 minutes. Yeah, you, you shouldn't be spending inordinate amounts of time on that. Although it's important, it is not the most important thing that we do in the gym. No, and you're it's getting it other places, right? If, yeah. you're, if you're doing like bent over rows, if you're doing deadlifts, if you're doing squats correctly, yeah. you're bracing with your core, you're doing, yeah. uh, you're doing some work there. If you're so lunging, a little extra if you are, targeted yeah. work, little extra targeted work can be added, but not yeah. 30 minutes extra. Yeah. I mean, I've got a couple of people right now that are, that don't like to do core work as like a general statement. And so we plank twice a week for like three sets of 15 to 20 seconds. That's it. Yeah. Just get it. And they're in. very strong, very strong, very good golfers, but we just don't, we don't hit it a lot. But a lot of people come to us and they're like, oh, I got it. My, my core's weak. My core's weak. I got to improve my core. I'm like, all right, we'll throw you a couple of things that you can do to improve your core strength. Um, but the minute I'm like, hey, squatting is also going to improve your core strength. They're like, well, why aren't we squatting more? I'm like, let's do it. Bing, light bulb. <laughs> yeah, but death by 100 sit-ups is not benefiting you at all. No, or 90-second, like two-minute two minute long planks. Those, those no. aren't cutting it for you either. 20 seconds is almost my max always in 20 seconds if you are really squeezing like you're oh, squeezing yeah, the grape long, you're tightening long 20. Yeah. you're doing like the oh yeah like you are shaking oh yeah you are shaking 100 percent. 
I like seeing when people shake with paloff presses, like an anti-rotation press, and they're like, yeah. <laughs> like shake that thing. Yeah. And bake. <laughs> Audio listeners will never appreciate how awesome that was. They'll never they'll never appreciate it. You'll never know. You'll never know. It's okay. <laughs> Anyways, that was that was great. Appreciate that. But those are the big core takeaways. So anti-rotation presses, planks, side planks, cable chops, cable lifts, um, hollow holds, hollow rocks, ab wheel as needed, um, squatting, deadlifting, and then doing some kind of power work eventually that's rotational. You know, yep. moving something and ideally, very quickly. Yeah, ideally, once you get to that point, you've done, you're doing and have done enough of that foundational work that you're feeling everything working together and you're not even thinking about your core doing that. You're just throwing that thing. You're just throwing, whether it be a medicine ball, be a cable band, or whatever. a band, whatever. Yep. Like, it doesn't matter. As long as you're at that point, to Tim's point, you've developed the strength to do that. That's really all we care about. But that would be no different than even like vertically jumping or anything else that we do. We want oh, to yeah. build a stable platform from which you can launch. I mean, I, I hate using things like cars and things of that nature, but you know, I have to build the car frame to handle the engine going fast or allowing me to go fast. My tires have to be able to handle whatever the car needs to do. If I have an F-16, the machinery of that has to be strong enough. The foundation of it has to be strong enough to handle how fast the engine, I can't make the engine go faster unless that is stronger. Totally, totally. I know I always think of this poor guy I had a couple of years ago. He wanted to start working out. So he just went down and did 10 push-ups. He hadn't ever worked out in his life. He had done like a couple of gym classes in middle school and that was it. And he was like, I did 10 push-ups. My shoulder kills. And I was like, dude, 10 push-ups. If you're doing, that's a hard, that's hard work. That's like a lot of effort. You've never used your muscles like that, man. We got to build up. So it's anything. It's with anything. It's not with just, yeah. just uh, core or just golf. Yeah, if you've watched this and you're taking away, like, I need to do 20 minutes of planks, don't. Honest to goodness, I've got some of the people, I'll start with one set of a 10-second hard plank. One oh, yeah, set. I've done five. Yeah, I've done five, you know? We're doing, we're doing two sets of five. You're getting 10 seconds today. That's it. Yeah. Now, they have to be good. They have to be good 10 seconds. They're not, they're not lazy-ass 10 seconds. But they're 10 seconds and that's it. Definitely. And I'm happy. Then we move on to our to our other thing. I've got so many people love some of these machines where they like sit in them and they rotate their upper bodies with the machine know, stuff. Like cr- and then like yeah. the pull downs, like people are like, oh, I always I always feel that. And it, like I feel like that's really good for me. And there are times where because people mentally feel like that's so helpful, I'm like, hey, as long as you don't overload that, I'm okay with it. Like you're not gonna harm yeah. yourself. Just don't put too much weight on that where it's affecting you. Right. I'll give you all the other stuff that I think you need within your programming. But if you're a client who or a person watching this who does those things, don't stress that. Like it's yeah. it's okay that you like to do machine work for your apps. I'm not it's not harming your golf game. Right. Is it the best use of your time for core workouts? Maybe if it makes you feel good. I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not upset about that, but there's other things that we also could be doing. But it's not that you're doing something that's wrong. Again, heavily loaded core rotational work or stuff like that, I'm not a big fan of. I, you know, that's not, never mind anybody on here that has reflux. Yeah. Totally different ballgame when it comes to core work. 
completely yeah. different ball game. That really bearing down just is not is is not a no. huge option there. No. You are better off doing many or people that have hernias. Yeah, absolutely. I, I had a guy that was a client of mine that had like a hernia that had gone away, and, and any core work that we did was all like just aggravating. Well, but it was just one of those things where like we would do chops and paloff presses. That was really it. Like we couldn't do a lot of curl up movements or we couldn't do any holding movements really like bridging was another one, but squatting was fine, but he just, you know, he doesn't tolerate that stuff. Well, so it's one of those yeah. things that we just kind of DC and we're like, all right, we're not going to do that anymore. You know, cause you'd like to see how much people can do, but you know, yeah. hernias reflux, those are really the big main ones that we see with people that they might struggle with or people that have had like a broken rib, bruised ribs. Yeah. Yep. Oh, the worst. Yeah. Those are the worst, or like a very acute disc tear. Like if you really have them try to bear oh, yeah. down, and that yeah. just is absolutely brutal. Yeah, so, and again, that's very acute. Yes, yes, very, very acute, and it's very hard to prove unless we've got an MRI of it. Yes, but I find I find people with like that. I had yesterday. I tried to pick something up. My back hurts, and then you lay them down. And you try to get them to do a plank. It's just like, yeah, that's not happening. Trying to build that stiffness, it's just not happening. Well, especially when people are guarded. Yeah. Everyone on here at some point has felt guarded. Essentially guarding is just when the muscles surrounding some tissue, be it because of damage or because the brain doesn't like it are contracting and they're not really moving. They're just like, people have probably heard like, Oh, my back feels like wire. Yeah. Locked up. It's locked up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause those muscles are basically saying something happened around here. That I don't really care for. So I'm just going to lock this thing down. Yep. Batten down the hatches. Batten down the hatches, which is sometimes good, sometimes not good. That's a pain conversation. We'll or, avoid that one too today. That's core exercises. Do some planks. Do some pal off presses. That's it. If you could, if you could only do one of them, which one would you pick? Uh, if I could only do one of them, I'd say pal off is pal offs because there are a lot of variations, and I hate planks. Personally, doing them. What about you? Such a weenie. I know. I just. Uh boring they're boring to me i need to move uh if i could only pick mm, between a rock and a hard place i like pal off presses again to your point you can you can change them a lot um but if like just a strict like that's all you ever did was just pal off press like that's it there was no variation to it yeah if i just had that i think to be honest, I would go hollow rocks or plank walkouts. Those would be the I two like that, that I would I, go with. I like those choices. I like those. Choices. I would. I would pick. I would pick one of those because I like the fact that people have to maintain rigidity, especially hollow rocks. You know, it does put you in a little bit of a similar posture to, you know, like a five iron stance or something. So I guess from like a dynamic correspondence standpoint, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> You're pulling a little bit there. It's a little on the fringe, but you're reaching. Like you're reaching for that gold ring. Yeah, there's, Michael there's Jordan a little in Space Jam. His, his yeah, arms like you're, stretch. You're really starting to stretch there, but uh, eh, maybe I could see that. But I like those because they do create a lot of stiffness for people. Yeah. But at the end of the day, from a research perspective, a plank is just as good as a six RM back squat. So in terms of bang for your buck, that's a lot. A well done yeah. plank, of course, but that's a lot right there. Right. For it people is. that have trouble doing planks, I'll do them elevated. Straight arm plank. Yeah. yeah. Hands up on a yeah, on a chair or something, couch, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Hands up on a chair. You could add mountain climbers into those, which people always forget. That is a core movement when done appropriately. Absolutely.
So Absolutely. That's, there's, there's plenty of options, no more than 10 minutes. That's it. Cut it off and no, no thousand push-up days or no thousand sit-up days, unless that's a goal you have, maybe then knock yourself out, but you won't well, be finding me well, doing that. If you were a CrossFitter, I'd change my mind. That, yeah, that's what you need. Yeah. Yep. If your event was like, hey, I'm going to have to do 5.8 billion sit-ups followed by 70,000 muscle-ups and clean and jerk 400 pounds three times. Yeah, yeah. we'd have to train Different that. Different story. Yeah. We don't do that. No, man. Golf. Trying to hit birds. Trying to birds. hit birds. Trying to hit birds. Anyways, I digress. I think that's right. it. Well, hopefully that was useful. I think it was useful. Yeah. You guys think that was useful? <laughs> no? Yes? I'm not hearing anything. I'm not hearing anything. This thing must be broken. What the hell? There's no fans. <laughs> oh, you know, we're going we're gonna to live stream this next time. Yeah, we could do that. Take some, because we can live stream right from here. Take some, take some fan comments. Be right. like your mom. <laughs> Comb your beard. Timmy, Timmy, your hair's not looking right. <laughs> we did. Timmy, uh, where's, def- where's Rabbit? Where's Rabbit? Where's Where's my grandson? What is this? Put him on. We did a uh, Duffy did a thing for the Connecticut PGA or maybe Mass PGA, like on a Zoom webinar. And one of the dudes, one of the guys he trains, was on, was on it. He was like, "What should I have as a snack on the golf course? An apple or a Snickers bar?" <laughs> Like, th- thanks for the layup question, my man. <laughs> Snickers bar. Absolutely. Snickers bar. All frozen. Day. The answer is a frozen Snickers bar. Frozen Snickers bar. All day, every day, no problem. Let me tell you something. If you look at the nutritional facts of a Snickers bar versus a protein bar, they are not substantially different. Yeah, they're pretty close. Little, little bit more sugar in the Snickers, but not much. But at the end of the day... If you're tired, you've got glycogen depletion, you need yep. sugar. Yep. Right? Definitely. So I, Definitely. I have had people in the past that sound sacrilegious from someone who does uh-huh. nutrition for people where they love Snickers bars. And I would wow. let them have one after their workouts. There you go. And that was their treat. And they, they loved it. They were like, oh, I get a Snickers bar like four days a week. I'm all about yeah. it. Not a detriment to them. Right? Now, is it have the healthiest ingredients in the world? No, but neither do a ton of protein bars. True. Right. You know, I'm not exactly mega keen on, you know, X proteins for people, maybe. Right. But as long as you're getting all the BCAAs necessary, a little creatine mono here and there. Hey. Fine by me. You want a little caramel in your life? You want a little peanut in your life? A little nougat? Huh? A little chocolate on top? Not much better. Not much better than that. She know about it. Or the sweet, sweet fake peanut butter of a Reese's. I mean, just. Oh. Oh. Just, just mind boggling. Gosh, there's nothing more American. <laughs> I could live on Reese's. I could too. Easily. Fabulous. A big Milky Way guy. All right. Last oh, thing. Most fantastic. underrated candy bar ever. I think underrated. 100 grand. I think hundred grand. Is that underrated? I feel like that's not very well known. No, very underrated. Yeah, that was that was my pick. That was my pick. Ah, 
Somebody go. I'm that's, gonna, the okay, I mean, that's the pick. Sometimes don't you're right, worry. and sometimes you're one. right. I got another one. I got another All one. All right, let's see. One. Okay. Kit Kats. Simple. But Very simple. Little wafer. Little chocolate. But again, frozen. Debatable. Yeah. Peanut butter cups hits- get a lot of love. Like they like Reese's just get a lot of love. Snickers get a lot of love. Milky Way, a lot of love. They do. I'd Underrated. Say one. Go ahead. Musketeer, three Musketeer, I think too. Oh, I don't know. Yes. You know. I was good old Baby Roof. Those are good too. Baby Roof. Little peanut bad. in there. Yeah, it's got it's got, it's got like a Snickers vibe with a Three Musketeers uh-huh. vibe, kind of like uh-huh. they had a baby and it happened I to be think. Baby Roof. Hey, there you go. Maybe that's what they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Um, oh, uh, caramello bars, Cadbury caramello bar. Yeah, caramellos and Rolos too are just fantastic. Oh, excellent. Do not like hard candies. Personal. Yeah, I'm not a big sucker like a Werther's or. No, uh, don't like Werther's. Like yeah. I, I don't, I don't like mint, so I can't stand any of like the mint stuff. Yeah. Nope, I'm out. No, oh, see, so I'll do a good a good Andy's candy. Oh, so good. No, a little mint no, chocolate. 100%, oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Never hate. It's funny, that's Loathe. that's like a uh, that's like a what's the uh, fuck? What's the green thing? That's the green leaf that some people think is soapy. Cilantro. Oh yeah, like yeah. Cilantro thing. Some people just think it's not good, and some people think it's delicious. I think I've my got wife's like, like a, you. I'm like a fifty percent cilantro. Tastes like soap. Like it's. It's yeah, yeah. My, my my best friend nope he's like yeah. tastes like dial tastes like dial yeah, my dad my dad yeah. same thing he's like nope can't that's do genetic it. really i didn't get yeah. it you got mom's genetics hell yeah thank you mom that's right <laughs> thanks thanks Sammy mom Sosa. Serious, serious. <laughs> <laughs> oh i like it all right okay so there's that's that's how we went. That's how I went. If you could only have one candy bar the rest of your life, it would be Milky Way. Easy. Mm. Milky Way. Mm. Ooh. What am I doing? Twix bars. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, that's it. I dropped the ball. That's the choice. Oh, fantastic. That's the choice. No, fan- Twix. Yeah. Right, fantastic. left, center, middle. I don't care what Give it all. factory I'll eat it, all. it came from. Twix bars. Yep. All day. A little bit of crunch. The the best. The best. The best. And that settles our debate on Golf Strong for this episode. Be sure to follow us, Jackson and Tim, at Golf Strong on the the interwebs of the grams, the the books of the faces. And uh, that's about it. Also, if you want some new swag, some new swag up. GolfStrongUSA.com. Go to the store. Some merch on there. Oh boy. Take a look. Mm, it's exciting. It's thrillicious. Remember those? Thrillicious. I do not remember that. What's that from? The, the, the Sobe Waters? Wasn't it the Sobe Waters? Thrillicious? I don't know. Yeah, it was like I, a little lizard that was like thrillicious. <laughs> I remember the lizard. I had a tennis coach that drank that. We thought it was lizard water. I think it's called Sobe. Are you drinking Sobe? lizard? Sobe. <laughs> I think it still exists. It used to sponsor the X Games, didn't it? Oh, they probably fell apart. All the monsters and Red Bulls and bangs of the world have probably overtaken all of them. Overtaken. Overtaken all of them. All right, we're done. Peace, people. Love you. Bye. 
Bye.